Welcome to Zurich's Risk Insights series on coronavirus. What businesses need to know now. Hello, I'm Dr. Nina McElry, Vice President of Medical Management here at Zurich North America. I'm a rehabilitation doctor by training and prior to coming to Zurich, I was in the clinical practice. In this segment, we will explore some of the issues businesses may face in transitioning employees back to the workplace in the wake of COVID-19. From a medical and health safety standpoint, the fundamental challenge in transitioning employees back to the workplace is creating an environment that reduces risk to a point at which employees feel safe. We can take substantive steps to make workplaces safe. Though we can never make it completely secure, there are measures that can be implemented to reduce the chance of exposure. We know that the primary risk of transmission is from person to person. So the guiding principle is to create an environment that is as safe as we can make it, and then educate employees to act safely and responsibly within that environment. In addition, most experts agree that even when the world has an effective vaccine or treatment for COVID-19, the coronavirus will be with us for a long time, perhaps permanently. Most of the viruses that cause the common cold are in fact coronaviruses, although fortunately not as dangerous as the coronavirus which causes COVID-19. We are learning more about this virus every day, and as we learn, we will adapt and respond to the risks it presents to all of us in how we work, interact with each other, and live our lives in this new normal. However, by taking steps grounded in good science, healthcare practices, and employment health and safety principles, businesses can help reduce the risk of infection to a point at which our employees can return to the workplace without fear. The physical distancing challenges inherent in this new normal will test the creativity of businesses and institutions in all disciplines. As we implement effective distancing practices to reduce risk, we must try to maintain the social connections that make our lives productive and worthwhile. Many businesses value open office configurations that promote impromptu collaborations amongst employees. However, in a COVID-19 world, such configurations may need to be reconsidered to reduce the potential for transmission of the virus. This might mean a resurgence of individual cubicles, and other types of barriers such as increased space between desks to help reduce the potential for the spread of infection. Small conference rooms and similar enclosed workspaces insufficient for appropriate physical distancing may no longer be viable for more than one person at a time. Social hubs, break rooms, and cafeterias where large numbers of employees might gather present their own challenges to physical distancing. Staggering breaks and lunch periods may become a greater priority at many companies to reduce the number of people in these spaces at the same time. For businesses with effective remote working capabilities, a viable solution may be rotation schedules to reduce the percentage of employees present on site at any given time. We will likely see many companies embrace more remote collaboration as they have seen that remote working can be quite successful as well as an employee preference. And of course, personal protective equipment or PPE, 
such as face masks or even face shields in some industries may become commonplace and perhaps even mandatory. While various forms of PPE can help reduce person-to-person -person transmission, cross-contamination via droplets on surfaces from coughs and sneezes is also a concern. At this time, the research shows that the novel coronavirus loses viability on cardboard and paper within about 24 hours, but can persist up to three days or more on certain metals, plastics, and other hard surfaces. Obviously, this makes vigilant cleaning and disinfection protocols a priority. It's also a good idea for your facilities or safety officers to do a walkthrough of employee traffic flows during their typical workday. The goal is to gain insights into those frequently encountered high touch zones and hard surfaces, as well as places where traffic patterns may cause people to intersect in close quarters for potentially brief or longer periods of time. Building entrances and exits are high touch points that literally no one can avoid. At many organizations, traditional doorways may need to be retrofitted or replaced with no-touch solutions, such as with motion sensors. Whatever physical changes we make to allow employees to transition back to the workplace without fear, the human element will always be a wild card. Our individual behaviors will have to adapt to a world in which the coronavirus will remain a risk, at least until a vaccine and effective treatment is widely available. That's why physical distancing, use of PPE, and other behaviors are being emphasized by medical experts and scientists. But we all need to remember that our health status is influenced significantly by our own lifestyle choices and our own actions. If we as individuals choose to cut corners that may result in transmission, we have put ourselves and others at risk, even if the steps have been taken to make workplaces safe. So a critical part of a safe transition back to the workplace will be educating employees to better understand how they are accountable for their own health and personal risk. Many underlying conditions such as hypertension, coronary artery disease, diabetes, obesity, lung disease, cancer, conditions with immunosuppressive treatments, can mean increased risk for severe illness. In such cases, COVID-19 infections carry a higher risk of intensive care admissions and potential death. Individuals living with these conditions need to understand their increased level of risk and make decisions accordingly. Businesses can play a role in educating employees to become more accountable for their own health decisions and behaviors, all of which can have an important positive impact on their quality of life and reducing susceptibility to illness. Society has faced challenges like this before, and I have no doubt will beat COVID-19 as well. Certainly the coronavirus is proving to be a mysterious and difficult adversary, and we are learning more about it every day. The human and economic costs of the pandemic have been devastating and will be with us for some time. But while the virus is likely to be with us forever, we will gain a greater understanding of its properties and the threats it poses, and we will develop effective vaccines and treatments to combat it. Ultimately, we will render the coronavirus manageable and adapt our lives to it as we have 
for things like the seasonal flu. The greater influenza pandemic of 1918 was catastrophic. But even without the knowledge and tools we have today, thanks to a hundred years of medical advancements, America and the world recovered from that pandemic and moved on. We are finding solutions and tools to combat COVID-19, but we have to accept that some changes in our lives and our workplaces are going to be long lasting. But the learning we gain from this historic moment will help us be more prepared for future pandemics society will likely face in decades to come. Thank you for joining in this segment of Zurich's Wrist Insight series on coronavirus. What businesses need to know now. Stay well. <laughs>